As you remain standing, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, you have given us the greatest friend in your Son, Jesus. As we consider today uh, what he has done for us, what you have done for us in him, teach us about friendship with one another and with you. Amen. Please take your seat. I did what the best friend does, and I didn't introduce myself before when I got up. Uh, my name's Matt, and great to have many of Dan and Megan's friends with us today. I'd love to meet you after the service, if that's a possibility. That'd be great. Uh, I want to start with a bit of a game. This is what we always do at church. Um, not really. That's a joke. Um, I want you to name the friend. All right? I'm going to test your literary knowledge. Uh, the first one is Christopher Robin. And? Nice. Frodo and? Oh, someone said Bilbo, that's his uncle. Samwise Gamgee, that's right. Uh, and for the nerds out there, R2-D2 and? C-3PO, alright. Uh, today, we're going to talk about friendship. I'm going to talk about what it means to be a good friend. How to be a true friend. Friendship is at the heart of our lives, isn't it? Friendship is something that is most important to us. How do I know that? I know that a few ways. A, I'm human. I've, I've experienced life. And I know, and maybe you're someone like me, I think, I care about, I worry about, I pray about friendships more than most things. Um, I wonder if you're like me. Secondly, uh, friendships seem to kind of have just a bigger effect on our lives than some other things. You know, like work can be going really well, finances might be great, health might be alright, but if a relationship is kind of out, then we're a bit distracted, more than a bit distracted. Life feels like it's undoing itself. Another reason I know that uh, friendship's important to us is because I raised it uh, with our staff team on Monday morning. And, you know, 8 o'clock Monday morning, everybody's a bit bleary-eyed. And I couldn't put a lid on the conversation. It was like herding cats. Uh, they're invested in their friendships, emotionally, mentally. They're engaged in their friendships. Friendships, friendships matter to us most. Um, but friendships are also elusive, aren't they? Friendships kind of feel a little bit out of reach. We can't seem to nail our friendships. Good, true, deep friendships seem a little bit unattainable, even though we might have had those friends all of our lives. Proverbs says, a true friend who can find? A true friend who can find? Friendship is what we most want, what we care about most, uh, but often, it's the thing we find most hard to find. So I want to explore today with you how to be better friends, how to find true friendship. And I've got three questions we'll explore together. The first one is, what is friendship? Secondly, why is friendship so important to us? And then thirdly, how do you be a true friend? How do you be a better friend? So firstly, what is a friend? Uh, friendship, of course, has a bit of a scale, doesn't it? There can be kind of one out of ten friends, and they're great. They might be a work colleague, somebody you know. But then you have ten out of ten friends, and we, we call them all friends. But the friends that the Bible often talks about and that Proverbs talks about 
Um, goes a little bit deeper. Proverbs 17:17, 17, 17, the first proverb which Ben read out to us, and you might have open in your Bible, says, "A friend, a true friend, loves at all times. A true friend loves at all times. There's two things there that makes up a true friend. The first thing is they love. They want what is best for us. They want what is good for you. That's why they're in the relationship. Uh, perhaps, like me, you can remember the family next door that had a swimming pool and how quickly you made them your best friend. <laughs> uh, perhaps you can remember when you were young, the kid who had a new toy and all of a sudden you took an interest in his life. Uh, perhaps you can remember that first time that a whole weekend birthday party came up, maybe year three, year four, year five, year six. A whole weekend, a sleepover. All of a sudden you took notice of that particular peer in school. Proverbs 14.20 says, The rich has many friends. Rich people make friends easily. Uh, Buy a new car, buy a Tesla, I'll be your friend. (laughs) I'd love to come for a ride. Uh, put a pool in your backyard, I'll quickly become your friend. Have a holiday house up the coast, which some of you do, and I'll quickly become your best friend. Famous people make friends easily. People in power make friends easily. But this is, of course, because the people who are hanging around them, their friends, are in it for themselves. A real friend, a deep friend, a true friend, is in it for us. Is in it to love. There's also another aspect to friendship that this verse talks about, which is they love at all times. That doesn't mean you have to be physically attached to the person at the hip. So when you're making the toast in the morning, they're there to love you at all times. It does mean, though, a friend doesn't let you go it alone. A friend is beside you in tough times. There's that kind of friend that's a fair-weather friend. There's also a friend that's an all-weather friend. I, part of, one of the things I love doing here is I get the opportunity to visit um, some aged care houses nearby and it was seniors week this week at least, I don't know whether it was nationally but it was there and uh, one of the things they talked about and we talked about and I discussed with them was just the change they've experienced over their lives, uh, the change in fashion, in language, in technology. Apparently there was a time before dishwashers. I, I'm still, I'm like, wow, how did you clean the dishes? But not just fashion, not just language, not just technology changes, but life changes. A constant in life is change, isn't it? We have highs in life and we go through lows. One of the things we've been learning as a church, as we've been reading the book of Ecclesiastes, is that bad things will happen. You need to know that. That's just a realistic view of life. Change is a constant. Bad things will happen. If you're high today, just you know, know that tomorrow you might be down. Because change is a constant in life. But there should be another constant in life as well. Some of us have had the pleasure of this other constant. And that is a true friend. A true friend is a constant in life. A friend loves at all times. Playing... Uh, bit of a game, obviously I like playing games, right? they're really fun games, like name the person, uh, but with my, we have small groups here at church, we get together, we talk about life, we talk about faith, 
We were talking about friendship this week, and I got out very proudly uh, a tool bag that my father-in-law had just given me, and I put all the tools out on the table, and I said to everybody in the group, what I want you to do is think about a characteristic of a good friend and pick up a tool that represents that characteristic. I wonder what tool you'd pick up. Someone picked up a hammer. <laughs> uh, my wife picked up the tool bag itself, the whole thing, in her wisdom, and said, friends carry each other's loads. A friend loves at all times. Winnie the Pooh said, a friend is someone who will stick with you until you are unstuck. <laughs> I think he, he's always thinking about honey. But perhaps the application for us this morning is, are you sweet in your friendships? Do you have that first aspect of love? You're not in it for yourself, you're in it for the others. Are you sweet? The other aspect might be, are you sticky? Are you there at all times? Obviously, uh, not everyone can be that kind of friend for you. You can't be that kind of friend for everyone. But at least one of those friends in our lives is important, isn't it? So why is friendship important? Friendship is important because it is at the heart of who we are. It's at the heart of who we are because it's at the heart of who God is. The Bible, right at the beginning, talks about how we are made like God. We are made in the image of God. And God reveals himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons in one. If I can put it like this, God is one giant friendship. That is who he is. He has a unity, a communion, a fellowship, a friendship. He has a union of relationship. And so when the Bible says God made us in his image, in his likeness, one of the most important aspects of that is that we are made for friends. Again, at the, the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, uh, you might know the story. Adam was in a garden. The garden was called paradise. It was perfection. And, and the Bible talks and God talks about this place and he says it's good, it's good, it's good. Everything about it was good. But then there's a jolt in the text when it says, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Someone puts it like this. They said, this one ache, this ache for friendship is a part of Adam's perfection. God made us in such a way that we cannot enjoy paradise without friends. God made us in such a way that we cannot enjoy our joy without friends. Human friends. This is crazy, right? Adam had God with him all the time, 24 hours a day. And yet, Adam needed a friend. Friendship is important because it's the heart of who God is and it's the heart of who we are, who he's made us to be. And it's for that reason that difficult friendships, a lack of friendships, failure of friendships, breakdown in friendships, are not just uncomfortable or difficult, but they're often tragic. 
often they're the reason that people are willing to give up on life. Deep down, we all know friendship is vital, it's life, it's good, it's to be like God. And all of us have an innate desire for deeper friendship. So how are we going to be better friends? Third point, how are we going to be better friends today? As you might be aware, the Bible has a lot to say about friendship. Ben read out a bit of the Bible that is wisdom literature, the book of Proverbs. It's observational wisdom. It's truisms about life. And you laughed at many. Um, I know I did because you know them to be true. I called this sermon a field guide to friendship uh, because Proverbs has notes from the field. One of my favorites is... A loud greeting in the morning will be considered a curse. I I used to be woken up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning, my only sleeping day, by my neighbor lovingly blowing the leaves off my lawn with his leaf blower. And he thought he was loving me. He soon figured out that wasn't a way to make a friend. Three things that stood out to me as I looked at Proverbs, three things that it says about how we can be better friends. The first one is trustworthiness, the second one is truthfulness, and the third one is thereness, trustworthiness. Proverbs 18.24 says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. My mother shares this story um, It was her first year at school, kindergarten. In fact, it was her first day at school. And it was 10 to 9 in the morning. She was walking up the stairs into the school gates. And she turned to this little brunette girl, same age, same stage, first day of school. And she says, hello, sticks out a hand. I'm Wendy, and you will be my best friend forever. (laughs) 15 years later... That same girl was my mother's maid of honor. 35 years later, that friend is still my mother's best friend. I say that to say that you don't choose your friends normally. That is not how friendship usually happens, right? How many people have had that story? Not many of us. Sometimes they land in our lap. They do. That's how it usually happens. They're a gift to us. Uh, But I share that story to say that even though we don't usually choose our friends at the beginning of a friendship, there comes a point in every relationship, or every friendship, that we do make a choice, whether subconsciously or consciously, we decide whether we're going to continue with this friend. And the way that we do that, I think the one defining thing we ask is, are they trustworthy? Are they dependable? Are they reliable? Because if you don't have trust in a friendship, you've got nothing, right? You've got nothing. Now, that might sound really obvious, but I think it needs to be spelled out. Firstly, because some of us choose and have chosen bad friends who aren't dependable, reliable, and trustworthy. And secondly, we often fail at being trustworthy, reliable, and dependable friends. The second thing about that's going to make us better friends is truthfulness. And this was a little bit surprising for me as I grew up in life. Proverbs 27.6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Wounds 
from a friend can be trusted. We have a long list in our minds of what a good friend does to us, what makes someone a good friend. But I think most of it's a bit misleading. Perhaps like me, um, my list for my friends is a bit more a list, like a list for Santa Claus. They're a little bit unrealistic. I imagine them to treat me well, to give me stuff, and to tell me that I've always been a good boy. Uh, but the things that a good friend really does is quite different to this. The wounds of a friend can be trusted. What does that mean? Well, somebody else at our small group on Tuesday night pulled out of that tool bag a, a scalpel. And they said, friends can cut us, but often it's a good cut, a needed cut. Friends are truth-tellers. They don't always tell us what we want to hear, but they, they'll often tell us what we need to hear. Those cuts from a trusted friend, the wounds of a trusted friend, are like the incision of a surgeon's knife on the very thing that needs to be removed, or like the needle under the, under the skin that gives you just what you need to get rid of that thing in your body. The wounds of a friend can be trusted. The, th- the third thing that will make us better friends that is a characteristic of a true friend is that friends are there. There's a thereness to friendship. Um, Proverbs 27.10 says, Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family, and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. What's that talking about? Better a neighbor nearby than a, a relative far away. I think it's saying, what do you do relationally when disaster strikes? What's your MO? What, what do you normally do when disaster strikes? Have a think about it for a moment. Where do you run? Who do you share it with? This proverb assumes that many of us run home to mama. In other words, perhaps many of us haven't grown up. We reach for the proverbial blankie. We go to the trusted and tried place. And sometimes that's entirely appropriate. But if we never trust a friend, if we never try a friend, we'll never trust a friend. If we never try a friend out in times of disaster, we'll, we'll never know whether we can trust them or not. A friend shared with me a story about how he went to, um, he was invited over to their house for dinner recently, and it was a husband and a wife, and he was a single guy, he, he was invited over for dinner. He got to the front door, knocked on the front door, they opened up the door, and um, his mate kind of stepped out in the hallway and he said, hey, look, I just want you to know, my wife and I have just had a bit of an argument. We're in a mess, a bit of a mess right now. We've talked about it. We're okay. We're doing fine. We're not in the best place. But we've, we know you. We think we can trust you. Come in. The place is an absolute mess. The, ki- the kids are a mess. The house is a mess. Our lives are a mess. But come in to our mess with us. And just be here with us. I think often we think adversity is a private issue. Adversity is often what will deepen our friendships. If you open up 1% of your life, you can expect 1% of your life to be deep friendship. If you open up 3 to 5%, 3 to 5% of your life, you might have 3 to 5% depth in your friendship. Imagine what can happen with 10% or 20%. There's a thereness to friends. Friends move towards one another, even in adversity. 
When was the last time you let someone drew near when life was messy? When was the last time you drew near to a friend whose life was messy? Move toward them, not away from them. So how do you be a true friend, trustworthy, truthful? You be there. The thing I think we really need to know today, in closing, to be a true friend, you have to know the true friend. To be a better friend, you have to know Jesus. You have to be a friend of Jesus. And why do I say that? Because Jesus really is trustworthy. Jesus really is truthful. Jesus really is there more than anyone else. He's, he's reliable. He's trustworthy. The night before he died, he was betrayed. And he said a prayer. He said, Father, take this cup, this suffering I'm about to endure. Take it from me, but not my will. Your will be done. He's going, this is going to be hard. I'm doing something that's going to cost me my life but I'll do it for my friends, even those who betray me. Have you experienced friendship like that before? He's a truth teller. The, the cross, Jesus' death on a cross, it actually speaks to us. It tells us the truth about our situation. It tells us actually there's a problem in our world. And Jesus didn't turn a blind eye to the problem. He didn't just come and do the lovey-dovey thing. He showed us love by being truthful to us. He died upon a cross for you and me, for our problem. The wounds of a friend can be trusted. Jesus is truthful. Finally, Jesus is always there for us. God moved towards us in sending his son to us. And then in dying and being raised to life, his resurrection, Jesus is still alive today. That's how we started our service. It means he'll always be there for you. Jesus himself is the field guide for friendship. He is the field guide for friendship because he is our ultimate friend. Just to finish with Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh says, you can't stay in, in your corner of the forest waiting for others to come to you. You have to go to them sometimes. He's such a wise bear, isn't he? Consider this. God had perfect friendship within himself and yet he still desired friendship with us. And he did this by getting out of his corner and coming into our world and sacrificing himself for us. And in doing so, he became our true friend. Therefore, even though we don't get treated perfectly by one another all the time, we always have a friend in Jesus who helps us to be a great friend too. The way I've been treated by my ultimate friend is the way that I want to treat other friends. And when I fail, I still know I have my true friend with me. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you have showed us true friendship in your Son. We thank you for that. We thank you that he loves us at all times. He's trustworthy. He speaks the truth. He moves towards us. For your good and for your glory, may we mirror this kind of friendship in our own friendship. Amen.